Happy, Happy Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo! Mayo. <laughs> Can I do a couple of shout outs? Okay. For what? Uh, my son turns 21 today. <gasps> my nephew turns two today. Not the same. I move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of us is a toddler and the other one will be toddling out of a bar in America. Exactly. Um, one of my closest friends is having her last chemo treatment today. Wow. And it's looking really good. Yeah. Good. good a good, truly good. magical Cinco de Mayo indeed. Isn't it? And this weather. And I'm drinking a Rattler at <laughs> nine in the morning. Doesn't it look like that? <laughs> it does. This is actually collagen infused sparkling water. What am I doing? What am I doing? I thought you called out collagen of ingesting collagen does nothing. And I was like, hmm. Last year's episode, what was it called? Wellness Industrial Complex. <gasps> Wellness Industrial Complex. A salute to um, Goop. <laughs> To Gwyneth, our yeah, I'm Gwyneth. a walking in wellness industrial complex. <laughs> I am a walking industrial yeah. complex. I know, I know, I know, and it like plays into this whole topic for today. Wow. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to the two marketeers. Welcome to the two marketeers. You know, let's get right into it. Uh, Lindsay, you're leading, and I'll just be Thank like you. you said that annoying filter. <laughs> or just annoying (laughs) this is how well sean and i know each other we've been friends for i mean we're never friends but we've we've known each other for about 15 years probably i don't think we i think we should just say we're very close non-friends which is the best friends to have we're friends who don't like each other or are we enemies who love each other yes Depends on the day. We're enemies who love each other. And because of that, we have a lot of trust in one another. So hence why I tell Sean to go on my Instagram stories and tell me if I'm being annoying. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to do this. I hate self-promotion, but I get very passionate about these topics. So I want to say something. And then I say it and I'm like, that's clearly annoying. And then I ask Sean to give me the annoying filter of whether I'm annoying people. And she's not being annoying. Not yet, but we have 41 minutes to go. (laughs) So, so we're going to talk about Dove as a brand because they have um, just released their newest campaign as part of their self-esteem project, which is called Detox Your Feed. Just in time for Mother's Day. Yeah. Like, why not just pull on them heartstrings, you know? Right? We're vulnerable at this time. Yeah, it's not an accident. That's true. That's strategy. So I see this come up in my inbox from Strategy Magazine or Strategy Online. Now that I guess maybe it's not just a magazine, Strategy. I don't know what it's called. And um, (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) so much for citing sources. Uh, I call it strategy, but I mean, that's just a word. So it's strategy, I guess, strategy online. Anyway, um, I'm always curious as to what Dove's up to, but whenever you watch anything from their like real beauty campaign or their, this new self-esteem campaign, it always just makes you cry. Like they're trying to change the way people think about the beauty industry. Right. And it's typically a tearjerker, you know, 
Sean is currently in the middle of twisting his shirt to wrench his heart out of his body. Exactly. So for me, I click on it. I'm watch. I read everything. I'm watching the work and the video content they created for it. And I had a different reaction, which was why I sent this to Sean. I was like, we should talk about this. Cause we've been talking a lot about emotional connection, right, Sean? Yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> and different types. Yeah, yeah. Different types of emotions. And going in knowing intentionally what emotion you're trying to trigger and what's the benefit of like, what's the, what's the outcome? What are you trying to do as a brand? Yeah, exactly. So I watched this video instead of crying, which is my typical response. It made me feel like I wanted to throw up, to be honest. Like it made me feel instantly sick to my stomach. So I was like, that's different. That's like a different reaction than I typically have to the dub stuff. I was thinking about it this morning because I think it was last episode you you referred to the new term you love that was called sad advertising, and this sad was not sad advertising. This was punch in the gut advertising. What do you think? It new hashtag own it punch in the gut advertising. So I was like, that's a a different reaction, right? I think you know lots of brands now are are moving away from like puppies and babies like we've always talked about last couple episode puppy baby crying advertising to like what are the other emotions we do you hear that beeping yeah that's okay yeah people look away from the beeping there's a tractor okay so where were we Yeah. So we watched the work. It makes me feel like I'm going to throw up. I send it to Sean. I'm like, this is different for me. Take a look at it. Let's see if we should talk about it. So then you took it. And what happened to you over there? And I'm like, whoa, you know, I was kind of misty eyed, but not, not sad. More of just like, I, I, and I said to Lindsay, I said, this is too much. This is too close. Uh, I need to think about it. And she's like, no problem. Uh, you know, let me know if you don't want to talk about it. And my thing was, I had to really decide early on, this isn't about me, clearly. It's not, this is not my experience is the way I typically look at it. So I told my wife who sits just, just over there. And I said, you have to see this. She's like, what? Okay. She sits down and she watches and I'm watching her face and it's tear, you know, a little bit of the ugly. My wife is stunning, but you know, we all have ugly cries. And I was like, crazy eh? and she was like "Mm -hmm." and she just walked away and went back to what she was doing and she had like I just was like that's all I wanted to see was what impact is it having Mm -hmm. and especially to a non-marketer um and I went back to the brand it's really hard for us to look at things as non-marketers you know how do we look at it as a consumer and it creates that sort of you know were you did you feel sick because you played both sides. Did you feel sick as a mom to young children? Did you, you know what I mean? It's like, let's, let's unpack. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Okay. And we will, I'm just going to step back for two seconds and tell people quickly what this was about. And then we can dive into what happened. So so I'm going to read a little bit from just what they're doing. 
and then we'll, we'll discuss it just so that everyone can get up to speed. So where this came from was that Dove uh, did some research recently, a new study, um, and it was based around that teens in the U.S. are spending increasing amounts of time on social media. So the new Dove self-esteem project research proves this to be true. Two in three girls in the U.S. are spending more than an hour each day on social media, which is more than they are spending in person with friends. Beauty advice fills their feeds, but unfortunately, it's not all positive. In fact, one in two girls say idolized beauty content on social media causes low self-esteem. The Dove Self-Esteem Project research concluded that the majority of girls realize that less time on social media and taking control of their scroll is part of the solution. In fact, seven in 10 girls felt better after unfollowing beauty content on their social feeds. So they say today, the Dove Self-Esteem Project, and this was just a few days ago, so end of April, 2022, uh, is launching the Detox Your Feed campaign to empower teens to define beauty in their own standards and then choose their own influences by inviting them to unfollow anything that doesn't make them feel good about themselves. The Dove Self-Esteem Project is the world's largest provider of body confidence education globally, reaching more than 82 million young people across 150 countries to date. And their goal by 2030 is to have helped 250 million kids and teens boost their self-esteem through educational programming. So the Detox Your Feed campaign specifically taps into ThinSpo and FitSpo kind of hashtags and advice on social media and then has a mom and a daughter, multiple moms and daughters kind of sitting side by side and they watch this advice scroll through together. Yeah, just to clarify, they're sitting in front of a, a screen or like a display and they project the daughter, they ask the daughter to start scrolling her Insta or her social media mm -hmm. so the mother can see as they're going through, right? So it's yeah. just really important to see it's a lot, like it's like, we asked the daughters to start scrolling. These girls are probably yes. about 12, would you say? Yeah, yes. Yeah, early teens. Yeah. And then they use deep fake technology to make it seem like the mom who is sitting beside the daughter is the one delivering <clears throat> this advice to messages. her daughter. Yeah. So on the screen, the mother pops on and the mother doesn't know this. So they're both seeing the, the mom up there. They've mapped the face that, you know, like, like Lindsay said, they deep fake. So it's even in their voice and they're literally saying what an in influencer would say. Like mm -hmm. things like it's never too early to start baby Botox and chemical peels or just stuff like that. You can file your teeth with a nail file if you think that they're not perfect. Like yeah. just discuss, like disgusting pieces of advice for a 12 year old to be consuming. Yeah. So it's, it gets you, and then you see the mother's reaction and there's a sort of, depending on the mother, but there's this sort of like one mother says like, that's not me talking. Um, and then there's, there's that sort of realization. There's another mother who you really see real, like she's angry and she's looking off. And then at the end she goes, I think she says, is that, is that the kind of stuff you see? Mm -hmm. and the daughter's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, she so, was like, I already knew the teeth filing thing. Yeah, that was a big and thing. And that made me want to cry. Like that made me want to cry that that's what some like a 12 year old girl is like, I already knew that piece of advice. Like that's so messed up. Mm -hmm. So here's okay. So now and we'll put the link to the video. Um, let's talk about let's unpack how you did feel. Yeah. So the gut wrenching feeling for me came as a mom. 
for sure. So I was like, oh my goodness, my kids are, you know, what, five years from being the age of those uh, people in the video. And I'm just like, I, I am someone who follows beauty advice. I have seen every tip and trick out there. I don't use them all, but I consume a lot of it. And like, how do you, I don't know how that's okay for me to be watching, consuming it and doing little things and being an example for my children who are clearly watching me all the time. And then they're going to start being inundated in only a few years time with those messages. Like, how do you reconcile that as a parent Mm-hmm. and support them, you know, as someone who does want to feel and look their best, it's, it's a difficult balance. Yeah. And it, it starts a conversation. Uh, they close the commercial to say, let's change beauty or is it together? Let's change beauty. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I just, I can look at it very objectively. Once I got past, look, I've had two daughters, uh, who have gone through various stages of, you know, like there's a seven year difference between my oldest child and my youngest child. They're both girls. Um, I have seen sort of the evolution of this. And the the only thing, like at first I'm like, I have, I have problems with this. Um, I have problems of inclusivity. I have problems of stereotypes. I have problems of shame creation. I have problems of we always think that what's happening right now has never happened before and this is a problem we absolutely have to fix and who's the bad guy social media and it's just that like Mm -hmm. it it, it reminds me of you know when i was a teenager and 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 maybe a bit older looking back and it was the parents were saying that heavy metal turned people into me uh into murderers right and it was it's just there's always devil's music there's always, and it was true. And then something happened and then they would look and say, you know what? There was symbols in the song and it was this heavy metal band and, and we get totally consumed and we believe. And as parents, we cling to those things because it's, it's, it's dangling a carrot carrot that says, are you a good, are you being a good parent? Because you need to be a better parent. And what I will mm. say as a parent is no one needs to shame to use shame to change behaviors and i just felt a real sort of shaming what i thought was really great about it was the kids seemed pretty together they were sort of (laughs) like oh is my mom gonna finally find this out but that's it's the uncomfortable feeling i get where it's like look it comes back to their brand and what they're trying to do absolutely I just, they've done this many times and they do it well, right? It's formulaic, but it's so orchestrated. Yeah, I agree that it's orchestrated, but I don't, I didn't get the shaming thing at all. Like as a parent watching it and a parent of like young daughters, I didn't feel like I should be shamed into being a better parent. What I, what Good. was eye opening for me about it was that the, one of the first moms was like, my daughter is being taught something like I'm paraphrasing what is being taught to, you know, respect her beauty and her body. And she's not being impacted by that. And I was yeah, like, she says she's, she's finding herself right now, which was sort right. of like, really, thank you. And she's not being impacted by that. And, and I do, I do like that part. That's the part that kind of grounds everything. And, and I think that was the thing is she, she probably, and I think it's healthy is to say, it's like, okay, she's in this moment. She's probably going, maybe I'm going to be called out as naive here, but my daughter is not impacted by social media. 
Yeah. Cause I think like, even if you're, if you haven't given your 12 year old a cell phone and they can't scroll or whatever, if you don't think her friends aren't being impacted like that, and they're not talking about things like that at school or whatever the case may be like, regardless, in my opinion, they are being impacted by the current state of beauty culture, even if they may not be on Instagram. Yeah. It, it's just there. I think we talked about this when you first asked my opinion is the brand of Dove has to speak up right now. They have the responsibility. And then we were talking about when you have a clear purpose and you know, and, and they do, and that's, you know, I get it. And I know from the beginning, I have nothing to do with it. This is not my experience. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. I felt a little bit excluded. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But this is a very particularly specific topic as big as it is is certain people love beauty like the 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 industry it's an industry it's a Mm -hmm. thing so it doesn't speak to all young girls or young people and so that's the part where to say dove isn't here to to completely blow it up they're just on this ongoing journey and they have been since 2004 of what they're trying to do which lindsay talks about so i kind of looked i looked at you know um what's dove's purpose what is their mission you really have to understand what is a brand what is a product and what is that brand trying to do and what dove Mm -hmm. is trying to do is supported not the other way around by png's purpose it's just more specific to one cause and talk about a brand with purpose dove Yeah. What is their mission? Can you read it? Yeah. It says, we believe beauty should be a source of confidence, not anxiety. That's why we are here to help women everywhere. So they explicitly say we're here to help women. Right. We are here to help women everywhere develop a positive relationship with the way they look, helping them raise their self-esteem and realize their full potential. Mm Mm-hmm one of the best visions I've ever seen, because a vision shouldn't end. A vision doesn't have a journey. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have a destination. The vision is we're always going to strive to do this because it will always be necessary. And that's where, you know, that's when I look, uh, I I really reflect and go, okay, oh, exactly. I'm judging this campaign for what it's doing based on my opinion, blah, blah, blah. They're very clear on what they want to do, but they go to the masses. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it provokes, right? And that's not a bad thing, especially if it's something like as jarring or as provocative as it is right what i like about it is and this is where the png stuff really comes in so it's governed by a higher power and it it's so beautifully structured that it's at the p and g level procter and gamble that they set the rules behind the things they're willing to accept okay so they say one of their core values is integrity. It's their top one. And it's almost like a manifesto. It says, we always try to do the right thing. The language is so simple, but so intentional. Mm-hmm. I love that you know that we love that. We always try to do the right thing. We are honest and straightforward with each other. We operate within the letter and spirit of the law. We uphold the values and principles of PNG in every action and decision. We are data-based and intellectually honest in advocating proposals, including recognizing risks. Okay. Interesting. They're not very sexy, right? But that's what integrity is about, is like we do follow the law. We're always trying to do our best. 
and we are it's data that informs us right yeah and and intellectually honest as we express what our intellect mm -hmm. tells us and we absolutely recognize and are accountable for the risks we take i love that because you'll find each of the dove uh real beauty or self-esteem project campaign starts with a body of research so they do go out to see statistically research driven how are people feeling today what's the mindset like all of those different types of things and they base their communications around those pieces of information so it's not like they're just hopping on tiktok and they're like there's a lot of finspo influencers on tiktok lately they're like no how are young people feeling about their confidence in their bodies and you know all of those different elements and how can they help to play a role in that yeah. The other thing that I love so much is what was it? We're try. We'll always try. What did they say? We'll always try to do the right thing. Yes. So there was a grocery so brand I worked on at one point that their uh, tagline was never knowingly undersold. So they, it wasn't like best prices every day. It's like, we're never knowingly. And their mission was, um, as well to try to do their best every day to deliver the lowest prices on high quality items. So it was, just, it's like that humanity behind it's it. Intent, it's like, nobody's right? perfect. The company wants to deliver low prices and they're going to do their best to do it. It's not to say like, you'll always get the lowest price here. It's like, we're never knowingly undersold. It's like that authenticity behind it. You know, I yeah. love that. But that doesn't necessarily mean what the consumer might want. They're like, I don't want the cheapest. I want the best value, right? But I think what's really interesting about this with the P&G thing, especially with P&G as the operating company, and we have to really understand the importance of operations and marketing because it's with all the clients I'm working with. They're so closely tied. I'm recognizing yeah. that values are not okay this is how we want our customer to perceive us so could we can we hire you to do our values what you have to understand about a brand and its values is it it actually defines how you need to operate so when lindsay says you know they do all this they do this research up front it is how the company operates it is just the way the business works so everyone follows that mm-hmm wow i've come right back to it's brilliant because they were authentic and we say they need to be authentic and if we don't like them be how they're authentic sometimes the first thing we recognize is there's probably something in there that creates an emotion that i don't like well mm -hmm. guess what i don't think anyone came out of there with an emotion they liked right but that's what spurs change right exactly and if you go to their website their platform is the Dove Self-Esteem Project, which started in 2004. And I don't, I can't speak completely informed, but they haven't wavered. And it's been a long journey. Mm -hmm. And it's just always been about what I just read, which is beauty should be a source of confidence, not anxiety. And I love how it ladders up to PNG of we'll always try, because when you look, if you now go and search Dove self-esteem project and Dove real beauty and their beauty campaigns and initiatives, they've made some mistakes as well. Nobody's perfect. 
they are trying to tap into the, these conversations, which are sensitive, and they're trying to be authentic about it. And it's not always going to be right. And that's what purpose does, right? It drives it you. It gives them a bit of, yeah, permission, even with this campaign where we're like, there are no they's, there are no he's in this particular video. They are sticking to their mission of helping women feel confident, but there's an opportunity for them. It's not to say we're perfect and perfect with regards to inclusivity during this one piece of work. Who knows? There's also a bunch of other pieces to this campaign as well. It's that we're always, tr we're going to try and we're going to have integrity. Because they are speaking to a very particular group about a very particular problem and how they see change needs to start happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's one thing that I think is really important to loop back on that you said near the very beginning of this conversation, where you said they painted social media as the devil or something like social media is the bad guy, which I think, you know, so the first side of me was like, as a mom made me feel sick. Second side of me was like, as a marketer and strategist, and also who dives into social media strategy a lot, specifically social media is not the enemy. It's the place where the message happens to live today. Like we were talking about this earlier as well. You used to walk by a print ad in the fifties for a corset, you know, and what you're supposed to like hide your kid's eyes. Like you're not supposed to try and be thin and that's not what beauty is. And the Barbies, we've talked about this a zillion times, used to come with scales and diet books, you know? So it's not that social media is this newfound devil of Mm -hmm. It's just another medium that happens to also though have a high volume of messages. That's the, the part that's tricky, but um, it's not to say you shouldn't be doing social media. It's not to say you can stop your kids from being on social media. It's highlighting that that's where some of these conversations are currently taking place. So open your eyes and have the conversations. Yeah. I'm going to open up a can of worms, but because it does say at the, at the end, it is a parent's duty. I can't remember how they say it specifically, but they say, right. You know, it's a parent's duty. The, they do make it sound that the solution to this, like, and, and again, this is just sharing my opinion because I've been through this is if you let your daughters on social media, you need to know what they're looking at. I have issues with that. I have issues with thinking that's healthy. I have issues with thinking it's possible. I have issues in thinking that you're doing what's best for them. See, I took it in a different way. For me, it was don't pretend that your kids aren't being impacted in some way by these types of messages. Make sure that you're aware. We're going to create something that just shocks you into having a reaction so that you feel like perhaps you want to do something about it. And mm -hmm. that thing you could do is proactively communicate with your children about body confidence and self-esteem. And Dove as a brand is here to support you with free resources on how you could have that conversation. Yeah, that's good. That's kind of the full circle of what I took away. So to the point and the experience you had, I do think it's more about your experience for sure. And I mm -hmm. wonder that, and this makes sense to me that they targeted mothers of younger girls. And I didn't think of that so that you're informed going into it. Yes, a hundred percent. Your perspective was likely the one they were tapping into. Right. I'm the perfect target for this message. A hundred percent the perfect target. Okay, then. 
spicy conversation. I mean, I think we did pretty well. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Great one. Thank you for making me do this. I was hesitant <laughs> to coming in just, and I think it worked out well. I think I really appreciate your perspective. Thanks for bringing your perspective as well. I appreciate it. Today is not the day to bring down Procter & Gamble. I get it. Is that tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye, marketeers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. New episodes launch every two weeks, so be sure to subscribe to the Two Marketeers podcast wherever you like to listen. Or go to the twomarketeers.ca and connect with us. That's the twomarketeers.ca. Spell it out. We are everywhere. This podcast is over.